Hey, was your was your Black History Month really good? We were recording this on a Friday, March first. <laughs> was your Black History Month delicious? All that it was supposed to be? No. Sure. <laughs> Wasn't eventful. Are you gonna miss it now that Black History Month is over? We got an extra day this month too, y'all. We got twenty nine. We, we did. We did. Oh, um, how was your week though? How was my week? Um. I don't think anything interesting happened. Oh, you, you're not. Uh, are you prepared for Pisces season? You got a lot of Pisces friends. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, no, there ain't no birthdays this month, or dinners you got to go to, and nothing like that. No celebrations. When, do you, when does it, when does it pick up for you? Aries, Taurus, Gemini. When did when do you when is it like? Oh shoot! It's like everybody got a birthday now. I mean, I got to go out and you know every other weekend and do something. You really thinking about your friend? I am. I'm like thinking about people's birthdays because like it's just it was birthdays. So my well, my girl birthday was in February. My other friend birthday was in February, and my homeboy's sister, which I call my sister, her birthday was in February. March. I'm like, who birthday is in March? <laughs> my sister in law. Um, April. I have a friend. May. May gets some birthdays. May got a few birthdays plus Mother's Day. Yeah. I'm glad to be done with February. February was. It. I know you are. <laughs> Fam, with uh my birthday, God kid's birthday, mom birthday, we still haven't gone out and celebrated Sarah's new job and stuff like that. We'll do that March because I think our schedule is gonna uh, change pretty soon. So do that then. But yeah, I went to see my mama Sunday because her birthday was Tuesday, and I was like, man, I know I'm working, so I'm not gonna come over on a Tuesday. And this is where we are in life, y'all. I go see my mom, give her some money, bring over some like Portillo's chocolate cake for her. And we get to discussing Well, I did. I brought up, um, I've been interested because I got two more months, May 20th. Uh, my pension is secured then. And I wanted to go look up like, hey, you know, I can't get it till I'm 62. So I went to go look up the money that they estimate that I would get. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, all right. Then I was like, uh, I looked up my social security. I forgot what, it's, what the website is called, .gov something. There's like a little calculator, did an estimate on that. I was like, oh, okay. And it was funny because a couple of weeks ago, I'm talking to my dad. He was like, you're going to be able to retire at 55. And I was like, 55? Uh, he was a little off, 62. I was like, oh, 20 more years of working and the house will be paid off. And this is what y'all going to be giving me from two different things. Plus, I have like HSA and stuff like that. If I don't get sick, that just builds up over time. So I'm like, look at that. I could be done working in 20 years. For those who don't know, I've been working straight since I was 19. I have never uh, had, I've just gone from job to job to job. I never had unemployment, never been out of work for longer, for, for no time. I just gone from job to job to job. So, I'm at that point in my life where I'm talking to my mother about retirement plans and being like, oh, I'm, okay, well, this, is, this could be this could be something. And I wonder how many people actually think about what they're going to do if they can retire. I think about it two ways. I think about it in the 20 years. What would I do? But I also think about if I retired now, could I keep myself busy? And I'm like, yeah. I have yeah, plenty I must have to like do. you can keep yourself busy. I have things to do in life. Because I was listening to Dan Patrick this morning. 
and work, work was so boring. But y'all be thinking sometimes that work is so fun because we it was a county institute day. So kids and a couple a couple of these districts had no school. I'm in the building by myself, just making sure I do my little list of things I have to do. I'm listening. And Joey Votto, who played for the Cincinnati Reds, 17 years. This is what struck, this was fascinating for me. Right now, he is without a team. He really wants to continue playing baseball. And he he's down about it. You could just tell that they, it's hitting. He's 40 years old. It's hitting him like I'm not getting any calls, uh, but free agent market, blah, blah, blah. And Dan Patrick said, what happened in your last game? And he said, oh, I was in St. Louis, and the crowd gave me a warm response. He said, no, 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 what, what happened? He's like, oh, so I was up for bat, and I got called. I called, called out, right? He said it went down. He went down to the dugout. They brought the iPad up, and they said to him, hey, uh, let's look at this. He's like, that wasn't a strike. So he ends up yelling at the umpire, like, you blah, 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 blah. He knew he was going to get kicked out because you cannot be distracting and yelling from the. So the umpire kicked him out. He goes up to the umpire at this moment and said, you, you know, that wasn't a strike. And this, this, could, this could be my last game ever. And the umpire said, then why did you yell from the dugout? He was like, you're right. Have, have a nice day and left. And I was like, and that now you fast forward to almost a year later, or not like six, seven months later, he's out of it. Like he wasn't in the moment. Yeah. Because now that could have been, and you didn't finish your last game. You got thrown yeah. out of your last game. Yeah. And I was like, people, we do this forever. Like y'all like just trying to be in the moment thinking things are going to last. Because a lot of people don't have a 17-year career in sports. And that's something when it's like he wants to, he still wants to keep going in life. Yeah. That just struck me. Um before that, last weekend was the weekend of editing, man. We had well, we had the Patreon episode audio I had to throw up, the Equal Opposites episode, two Love and Hip Hops, and then on Saturday we recorded Studio Flow. And I had a checklist because, man, I thought I was going to miss something. So I made sure I threw all that up. And then uh, went to work. And Thursday, yesterday, Sarah hit me up, told me her car died. And I was mm. like, first thing I'm thinking is like, you check the battery. She's like, it's not the battery. Everything is working, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, it became the starter. It was the starter. She needs to get replaced. And I don't know what these companies be doing. She got AAA, right? And um, what happened? She called and it was like, it's going to be about two hours for somebody to get to you. She's like, are you serious right now? Luckily, it was only like an hour. Dude showed up and he's like, when did you call? She said, I called at 430. He said, Triple A didn't call me to about 530 because Triple A oh, wow. wanted to shop around and get the cheapest towing. He came all the way from Bolingbrook. She out in Warrenville. And she get it towed to her dad's house. And he working on it now. And it's hard to instill this into people. I told her, why? Because you could tell from people texting, I called her and I was talking to her. She was worried. And I'm like, why are you worried? He's like, just, you need a card, pick a card. Like this, I have, and I, I wanted to tell her this. Oh no, I did tell her. I said, you worry when you see me worry. I'm not worried <laughs> about this. Like for money, I haven't worried about money in, since 2015 when we bought the house. It's been nine years. Like I don't have money problems like that. So if something come up, I'm like, we got it. I have a card for it. Don't worry about it. Like we'll put it on there. We'll, we'll figure it out. 
just trying to explain that to people because people she was telling me about her mom she was like my mom still has this mentality that she needs to cook for like seven people even though it's only (laughs) her mom her dad and her brother in the house you know she's always thinking like i'm gonna go broke and go broke and i was like like ashley has that you know from um Real Housewives of Potomac. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's hard to break that mentality. I don't know what I did because I've been broke. I've had payday loans and stuff like that when I was living up the first time I moved out. I just Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to make that mistake anymore and and move on from that. But that was that was the week. That was that was how we ended black history. (laughs) That's how we ended it. With some damn car problems. That is the worst. Um, and then golly, over the weekend, I don't know how much I talked to you on Wednesday. I don't know how much you caught up. But I watched this Wendy Williams documentary, man. And I ain't been hearing nothing nice about it. It it's a tough watch. I promise you the first two minutes. So it's the, where is Wendy Williams documentary? And the first two minutes, I was just throwing it on, on some, yeah, let's check this out. Sarah was in a bathroom and you know, y'all ever, y'all sat there and watched documentaries in the beginning. It's usually a big rundown. You got people sitting, talking the first two minutes of this shorty come out, kind of discombobulated, pull up in her chair and you I'm looking at Wendy Williams and I said I don't think she's all there and then she want to show her titties oh (laughs) yeah she's like you want to see my boobs and I was like what is going on then she get emotional and this was the first two minutes and I said how at this part I'm thinking it's just a two-part documentary it's really four episodes I don't know Mm -hmm. so but it's you know they did two each night and I said how are they going to do this or how am I going to sit through this for four hours of watching a mentally unwell person? So many questions I have watching this. People are pointing the fingers. So if y'all don't know, everybody, yeah, she's under a guardianship and this guardianship feels like she cannot be in control of her money because she had went down to Miami and I guess she was spending all willy nilly, even though I'm trying to figure out how this work, because if it's my money, why are you so mad about it? Like how, right. like, how come I can get it? And so when they put her under a guardianship it's from somebody that's not part of the family, they, so the family is cut off completely. Right. And we get this dude named Shelby, who is our manager slash jeweler and then there's sean who's the publicist and i'm watching this thinking how do they get paid like what how does this work and never they just saying like the guardianship declines to talk blah blah there's so many moments where i have never took care of a a mentally unhealthy person right because we know Mm -hmm. that we talked about how she's suffering from dementia and stuff like that she loves to drink and I, when mm-hmm. I say drink, like, so if you have, it, what may be triggering for some people is if you have a history with alcoholism, because this mm-hmm. woman has a history with alcoholism, and you can just tell that even though they're like, yo, you're not going to be better. Alcohol and the drugs, right? Yes. She has a lot going mm-hmm. on. But alcohol is her drug of choice right now, because she talked about doing cocaine, and she was like, I stopped because I wanted to have a baby. So I never, so I don't know if she ever went back to cocaine or whatnot. So at one point, her manager is getting rid of all the alcohol. 
and this is in like part one. And a lot of people were thinking to themselves, oh, he in on it. He in on it. He in on it. And I, and I was, Sarah was one of these. And I said, all right, listen, that works when you can understand where a person's mind is at. You know, if I'm in charge of you and you are cool, I can be like, yeah, yo, when the cameras come, I'm going to hide the liquor. Don't worry. Right. When it's gone, we're going to be drinking. Don't worry about it. I can't do that if I don't know your next move. Because they're rolling these cameras and you could be on some, I don't know what he hiding it for. We was drinking last night together. And then I'm like, right. oh shit, she don't fuck this up. So I was like, I don't right. know. But then every time they go out, they be drinking around her. Whether it's her son and nephew or it's uh, Shelby, uh, I think his name is Will, uh, his first name. And Sh- if y'all don't want her to drink, don't drink. It shouldn't be that hard to that be like, part. I'm not going to drink. We good. And then I wish I had a better timeline of her series of losses because at one point she lost her mama. She lost her marriage. She lost her show. She lost contact with her son, you know, and I, that's going to drive you yeah. to, to like to fall. So I like, I don't know what's going on. What's, 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 all that. I'm learning. Y'all I know. think she lost. I think she lost her mama and then her marriage. I think, but that's it too, man. Cause yeah, it does. that dude, for Child. all intents and pur- intents and purposes, is living a life. Wow, this woman, I don't know if she ever gonna get her faculties back together. Cause Probably man, not. there's this the one scene I talked about le- yesterday. I mean yesterday, last week. That Black China scene is tough. Black China show up, gives her a hug, says, I love you. I, I you know, blah blah pours her heart out. And Wendy really hit her with, My name is Wendy Williams Hunter. And Black China don't know what to do with this information. Like, I thought we were having a conversation. It'd be, it'd be no. weird. <laughs> and then I think, I uh, I didn't finish it. I think they sat down with the Hollywood Reporter. It was like the producer and director and them were like, we didn't, if we knew that she was suffering for the, we wouldn't have shot this. I said, fam, I could tell in the first few kept, minutes. Y'all kept shooting, right? Like yes. you got, you got, I don't know how much, how much time, but you got plenty of time of footage. Yes. And no point in the midst of y'all did y'all go, you know, we probably should not continue doing this. Yeah. And it was, if you're not going to, it was, if you were going to continue to do this, you need a professional there. Right. Because she is so unbalanced that a lot of things trigger her. Like some dude going to be like, do you miss your son? And I'm before she even asked, I'm like, of course she misses her son. Then she <gasps> starts crying and stuff. I'm like, what is going on? In they show y'all a run-up, because I didn't watch the Wendy Williams show. They showed everything of, like, yo, she was losing it on the show. Like, obviously, they showed the fall. I've seen the fall. Yeah. And I yeah. asked Sarah, how did they air this? And Sarah's like, oh, it was live on the East Coast. It was live, yeah. I said, oh. Um, they had her whisper. For one time, she was doing uh, a Zoom interview from like oh not Zoom obviously but you know when you do via satellite and she's at the shot at the studio in the audience and she's like I want to tell you a secret and and first of all you whispering but it doesn't work and she wasn't whispering on some I'm gonna be funny it was more yeah. of, it's just between me and you and then she's like I like cats I really like cats that was an episode and then her losing her train of thought was in like a few episodes and the, and the producers on the side are helping her out and it was like that's when you started to notice. And they start shooting this in 2022, I believe. They had oh. footage. They had footage of her in 2019. She was together. It's just it was three years later 
where you can see like, oh no, oh no, like she's she's losing it. So the the falling was that I don't know when that was, but so the some of the other episodes when she was losing her train is before the fall or is that after? She I think it's after it? the fall. I think oh. uh, I think it's after. It might don't, don't call me. It might be before, but it was just like it was just subtle things like the whisper, the whisper in the cat whispering like i got a secret i like cats and nobody that was a little strange but the other parts you would probably just chop it up to like oh she good but she just you know you're getting older wendy's only 59 i believe at this time mm-hmm. so right i think she'll be 60 in july uh but yeah she's only 59 and it sucks too because the liquor's not helping but her no. mind, she can't wrap her mind around, oh, I should not be drinking. It is, I like to drink because I can. And, and I then, will. And she want to show us her feet. I forgot what she's suffering from. But I was like, fam, you, I, I can't do the feet. I was eating. I was like, I cannot do these feet. <laughs> I, I can't do it. And it's just, so Charlemagne chimed in too. And he said the dementia. He speak as if he don't know her. Yeah, but he, he said the dementia isn't the reason why she's mean. Cause she is really, she is mean to these some of these people on here. He said, um, "That's just Wendy being Wendy." Oh, I've not. I remember my train of thought because I definitely was talking about if I was taking care of a mentally unhealthy person, one well person. There was a scene there where she wants to smoke some blues, I guess some vaping or uh, whatever, and her publicist, publicist and a driver take her to this corner store and grab some blues. And she's like, these aren't the blues. These are blue. Go back. And I said, all right, look, I'm not a mental health professional. But if we are dealing with somebody whose memory isn't that great short term, we're going to take some pictures. So we are not dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. no, this were the blues you got last time. This is why we have a picture of you with these blues. These are the blues. Instead of trying to figure it out, like, are these the blues? Well, this is the one they said they gave you last time. No, we ain't. We're not doing any of that. <laughs> Um, but do, 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 do. and then oh my goodness the the movie of the week <laughs> I saw Mia Coppa. I did watch it I watched it last night no not last night Wednesday All right. night can we can we pause real quick if y'all have not seen this Mia Coppa movie it's funny <laughs> though <laughs> this is what I'll, I'll say about this Mia Coppa movie it it was captivating the audience because I've seen so many people on threads. I don't really be on Twitter like that. So many people say, what is going on? So I was like, oh, y'all like us. Well, me. I can't speak. You don't really watch Tyler Perry movies, but you love Kelly Rowland, so you check this out. Unlike us, you don't have no podcast. So why are y'all watching this? Like, because <laughs> like, we got no fun. First, I had every intent. I was like, so when I saw the preview, they did a really good job with the trailer. Like the trailer yes, was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And then at the end, it was like Tyler Perry. I was like, fuck, you gotta be a Tyler Perry movie. Hold God so, damn. I'm a, I'm a I was like, I was so upset. But I was like, fuck, but it's Kelly Rowland and I fucks with Kelly. I feel like I need to watch this because at least I know Kelly got a little a little active. You know, she can do a yeah, little little, yeah. little thing over here. And I didn't get to watch it. Now, had I had I just watched it when it dropped, right? Yeah. Cool beans. But I let days go by. And oh, now so you, yeah, I you, got you people knew. talking about it. So now I just know. Although I suspect it. But now I just know it's not going to be the greatest movie. 
And so I was like, at this point, I know I'm going to end up watching it because I have to watch it anyway to talk about it. But I don't care about like hearing what other people got to say about it. Like now at this point, I know it's not going to be the best movies. But it was the people in their debates on like, well, I thought it was a good movie. I don't understand what the problem is. Da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, are we just really going in on Tyler Perry because we just used the Tyler Perry movies? Because now in this in that way, it's like it's people that's actually enjoying this movie. Mm-hmm. So now let me let's go revisit. And I revisited it. <laughs> so hold on. All right. This was stuck out to me in the beginning of this movie. It's two things. One has to do with production, like the opening credits. The other one has to do with uh, the dialogue. And mm-hmm. this is my, my favorite quote I've seen this weekend. Tyler Perry should not let Tyler Perry write dialogue in Tyler Perry movies. I wholeheartedly agree. Mm-hmm. So the movie come on and give you like produced by, directed by Tyler Perry, Mia Copa. But in the midst of that, you're going to get a big old Georgia peach. And usually you get that at the end. Right. Yeah. Usually get that at the, at the end of Marvel movies and show you they, they filmed this in Georgia. I thought nothing of it. We'll come back to that Georgia peach. It opens up in therapy. And this is the scene I had to show Sarah because I said, man, there's a rule in storytelling and writing. I said, do you know what the rule is? She's like, no, it is show. Don't tell. Before three minutes, there's so much exposition exposition. The mom is in a relationship. She is not allowed to tell his brother that he lost his job. Uh, to, uh, can't even tell her sister-in-law that, you know, who's also her friend. And the mama got cancer and all that. Right. And I said, well, they could have showed us some bills piled up. They could have showed us the mama in the hospital. They could have showed. So you don't have to explain all this. Then the mama called and he said, oh, it's my mom's birthday. We got to go. Why did y'all schedule therapy? On, this on her birthday. <laughs> this that was no my sense. first. That's the same thing I said. I said, why did you, you knew what time. Yeah, you, you had know, to be You there. knew what time your mama plans it. it. Unless this happened, it popped up yesterday. We want a dinner for mom's birthday. Yeah, and then we were like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you know, you know it's your mom's birthday. Whether y'all had plans or not, my assumption would be you wouldn't book nothing on your mama's birthday because clearly you are a mama's boy and therefore you would probably be with your mother. Yes. So, then so po- here's my thought before you even get too too deep. All I was all I had to say about this movie, real talk, is that it is just lazily written. It's just written lazy. And that is my I don't have that's the only gripe I really have is that it's and that and that affects the entire movie. I said that when it comes when it came to a fall from grace, right? Yes. Tyler Perry writes to make good actors look bad like how you oh, make i was pe- questioning trevante rose i said like, i've seen moonlight he was that's he was- what i'm saying <laughs> gee how you write and then make like actors that you know are good actors look bad <laughs> all right so hold on all right then so this would this was back to this peach so he goes off she finishes her therapy session, gets the Uber to this restaurant that don't look like a restaurant. They look like they put a tent by a building, so it look like you're walking into something, right? And the Italian restaurant owner said, oh, Mia Harper, you're the greatest. What's this Italian? Uh, <laughs> he, said, he said, you're the, you're the greatest Chicago that- lawyer. I said, Chicago? Gee, I did the same thing. First of all, she might as well came out and be like, mm, Mamma Mia. Like, I was, me, you're Mario. I said, yeah. what, what are we doing? 
And of course, my cousin Vinny. And I was just like, oh my God, this shit is just. And I, I looked at Sarah because I showed I saw I showed Sarah all the way up to they left dinner. She didn't watch this movie. And I said, Oh, they probably couldn't get a dude to do a Chicago accent. Cause I'm like, fam, where are you from? I'm not saying Chicago do have Italians. But they don't, they don't sound like that because it's been so long, many generations. So you're not going to, that dude's in my mama's age. He not, he didn't just come from Italy with that accent. <laughs> so at this dinner is when I was like, I'm done with this. He cannot write subtlety. You already explained the mama not the best friend. And she's, uh, and then he was hanging out with the, his other friend, Jenna, blah, blah. The mama just lay it on thick. Oh, your second wife is going to be on time. Jenna, make sure you give him a hug. I said, wait, what? First of all, the way I would have had to punch this mama (laughs) in her face. Who the fuck? Yo, this mama was so disrespectful. Yes. On so many levels. How are you? How are you mad at Kelly Rowland, the lawyer, (laughs) as your husband's wife? Kelly Rowland? Okay, I know she. Mia Harper? So then, so then I was like, "Oh, the, the brown skin beauties were beautying." We had Shannon Thornton oh on there, Mississippi, had Mississippi, yeah, and Charlene. Looking as fine so, as she wanted to so look. So this would bother me though. I said, "All right, you want us to believe because we see it from the Italian owned restaurant owner that Mia Coper is a badass lawyer." Yes. You, but she's taking shit from the mother in law and her weak ass husband. Why? So is she headstrong or not? Nah? I'm confused. And then what threw me before we got to really got to it was when they came out of the restaurant and they was like, what is the paparazzi doing here? Oh, the artist Zaire Malloy. And I said, Sarah, can you, do you know a famous artist? And she took a second. And I said, in my lifetime, I'm like right now, not lifetime, obviously Basquiat and me lived in the same era. I said, Banksy and nobody knows what he looks like. So ain't no paparazzi finna be out here like for an artist. I thought it was a painter. I thought he was a painter. Let me make that clear. Not an actor or writer. Not a musical artist. Yeah. yeah. I said, what fantasy world does Tyler Perry live in? So long story short, Zaire Malloy is on trial for the murder of his girlfriend, even though there's no body. So I'm thinking about habeas corpus, but whatever. And since Mia is the best lawyer ever, he needs... (laughs) Her to represent him, right? I'm laughing because Mia don't do nothing of solving this case at all. She has old dude from sister all, sister. Oh, you did <laughs> nothing. That is no shade to you, Kelly, because you ain't right the shit. But I will have to shade you because you read this shit and decided. That, now, now, here's the part too, because I've been watching interviews. Never not once did she go. I didn't love the script. You know, not never not once did she have a problem with this. Get my words together. Okay. The only problem she had with this script was that she hasn't had like sex scenes before. Okay. So that part when she said when I originally read it, I was like, no, can't do it, won't do it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and then they like, if you ain't scared to step out, you like you you if you're not scared and ain't the role, you need to really get into. It. And she decided to do that's what you was nervous about. That part. Yeah. That's the only part. <laughs> Oh, do you know what has stuck out to me? So when she meets the Zyra Malloy, he lays it on thick. He tells her her story. Again, my ears perked up. He said, so I was in Italy and I met this Mexican goddess. And I said, did he mean to do, not him, Zyra Malloy. And I was like, did Tyler Perry mean to say Spanish? And this is no disrespect. This is my little, not, I don't know too many Mexicans who are leaving this, the North, North America and going all the way to Italy. 
I say, yeah. Even if we go vacation to Italy and I meet somebody from Mexico, I'm like, you a long way from home. What's going on? What's the story here? <laughs> why, why are you all the way in here? So they let that sit. Anyway, can we talk about what Tyler Perry thinks? And I'm 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 throwing it to you. Cause I watched this movie and I said, man, I never thought I was fine enough to pull a chick while fucking another chick. Like, oh, she go, oh, she gonna see this other chick suck my dick, Can and she we, gonna want to fuck now. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let's just rewind because I still got parts of laziness, right? Okay. My man said, uh, "No, I think Kelly said something like, do you want to get lethal injection?'" Oh, th- and I said, "Nope, we don't have that on our Illinois." Thank <laughs> you, thank you. And the crazy, I was watching this while in my phone. This thing, I'm like in my phone, and I'm, I heard him. I perked up. I was like, "Illinois don't have." No, definitely. Do you don't I, do no research. I said to myself, it bothers me. Wait. And I said that same shit Sorry. when it came to a fall from grace because you was in here making up laws and shit that did not make sense. And I went, I, I went, I was, I did the same thing as you. I looked it up. I was like, I'm sure we don't have a death penalty. We got rid of it in 2011 or something like that, right? Yeah. Then I said, is this, wait. Is this movie supposed to be in Chicago? Am I confused? So then I pulled up the Wikipedia and they were like, uh, the majority is shot in Atlanta, but principal photography was, you know, they did shoot some scenes in Chicago. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. So then she did this. Did you keep, the, keep this one? When she was leaving his loft, she said, um, I'll take an Uber. I live in Chesterton. And I said, that does not sound like a neighborhood in the city. Yeah, he could have said, said High thing. Park, Humble Park. He didn't do you nothing. Didn't do no North research. Shore, Golden Just Coast, nothing. He didn't do nothing. Lazy writing. <laughs> said, and sure enough, is Chesterton just... is in Georgia. I said, like, We don't have a neighborhood like that around here. Like, what? Is... I said, Where's he could have picked a suburb? Because usually. It could be a suburb you don't know nothing about. Okay. Yeah. I will give you that. But it was but nothing. Don't we don't even... have it. I looked it up. We don't have it. So I then, didn't even have to look it up. I was just like, I don't, I ain't never heard of this place. So, but then, back, and you look like you downtown Chicago, okay? Yes. You then, you could have picked a. I feel like everybody know what a Naperville is, whether you've been here or not. A war. You could have picked a random bird. You just made up a bird. Yeah. Even if dude, you ain't like you. Somebody told you to say Auburn Gresham or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like. It was a whole movie based on you ain't gonna say Rosalind because she wouldn't have lived in Rosalind. But I'm just saying, yeah. it's a whole another movie that they whole premise was Rosalind. Pick a pick a spot. So, you ain't even have to say that. I live on the south side of Chicago, west side, north side, east yeah, side. You ain't do no research, not at all. And then what bothered me about the Zaya Malloy character? I said. Yo, you on trial for murder? Why are you trying to get your dick wet so much? Like <laughs> he's all. I was like, he's not taking none of this seriously, right? Even though, spoiler, he get out of it, but he gets out of it because of some fuckery. It wasn't like, um, he wasn't on his way to jail. So he's like, I need you to tell me you love me. You're attracted to me. How can I trust you if you don't? Tr-? I said, What are we doing about sex <laughs> at this time? <laughs> Oh, and then it was, and then they had this little mini protest because his gallery owner, the the first lady he seduced, she was thick. She was keeping his art up in, up there, and these ladies, and she was like throwing her little middle finger out. And I think that was, I think he thought this was the best twist ever, right? Do you want to talk about the sex scene first? <laughs> uh, we can. Okay. I don't give a damn. This so real quick, all over the place. Um, he he she's he's not allowed to leave the loft. You can't go paparazzi's bubble. 
I'm going to dance. I told you you can't leave. I'm that. I'm trying to. I'm trying to wrap my, my head around. Had this. a sex club underneath your house. Yes. What? He goes to this basement and then there's like sex time. And I said, what is going on here? And how does she? Oh, I'm so. I was so mad that she kept going to this loft to talk business and it's dark as fuck. I'm like, if y'all don't cut some lights on, what is going on here, right? So, you, if you wanted to make a romantic thriller, uh, it was just better ways of doing it. The whole, the whole. Him being on trial for murder seems so pointless to me. And this whole thing, he yeah. could have met a lawyer. She yeah. has to be working for him. She he could have kept on retaining her. A... Yes. <laughs> I'm on... just, what is happening? Yeah. So then, so the second time she's at the loft, you know, he wanted to get busy and she don't. So he got some other chicks suck him off. This is this what, this what ruins her character to me. So she's like, fuck this. I'm going to leave. You know, you on your own time. Her buddy sends her. Rodrigo. Yeah. Her her buddy sends her a message like, yo, did you. I mean, every. Yo, every line. This is Tyler Perry thing. I've been trying to call you. I thought he was working for the family, too. I did. This would not make no sense. So he's in Mexico trying. Oh, not Mexico. uh, The DR. No, Mexico. That's right. Because that's where she's supposed to be from. He's like, yo, I can't find no history of her, no family, no nothing. So he said, man. Um, did you hear about the family? She's like, what are you talking about? He's like, look at your phone. He sends her a message, a video of her husband with another woman. Holding hold hold hands. hands. With the first girlfriend or something. Wasn't that who it was? Oh, this is what, what I'm confused about. Right. Long story short, we will just to jump it. So she go back in there. She's like, oh, my husband cheating. So let me, let me go mess with this man. He, he kicked, and the white guy introduced herself too. She's like, hi, my name is Becky and blah, blah. He's like, don't introduce yourself. She's not staying. So, so she come back, see him up here, you know, getting rid. He he shoes that girl away because she was a next door neighbor. So she can go down to the sex club or do whatever. They get to kiss and she can't do it. They take a little motorcycle ride, come back, have sex and pain. She could do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and then the, this will, this why another thing that bothers me. So her husband, I was like, Tyler Perry don't even Tyler Perry needs y'all to be everything be black and white. I said th- there's a sex scene with her and her husband earlier, and this dude can't do nothing. And I said Tyler Perry at least make him give her some good dick. So now she got a decision to make. At least you got some women to be like, damn, he kind of handsome, but he broke. Do you got? Do you, maybe he can get his shit together because he, he's still giving you some good dick. Nothing. Listen, so, nothing. 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 All right. So so. She come back and then she go talk to the little uh, the gallery owner and finds out that this is his little thing he does with the what color do you feel? Close your eyes and I'll paint some paint, some blah blah blah. And then she go up there. This was another thing. She go up to the loft. He was like, "Man, I'm gonna call you, babe." And he down there painting. And I said, "Fam, there's no music playing because you can't play this old music." She ripping pictures, and he don't I hear nothing. He's like, what? "He's like, what? You, what's going on? What's?" Your? And she can see that all he do is the same thing with all these different women. So she done with him. And just put the picture on top of the other pictures. <laughs> you ain't even got the DC to take down. Roll the it pictures. up, put it somewhere else. Nah, it's put too it much somewhere, work. have a little archive somewhere. <laughs> no, nah, it's too much. All right, here's here's the I really be wondering, like when Tyler Perry be at home writing this shit. If he was like, yeah, this it. This yo, the one. This it, is. I, feel being, I Sometimes I want to be disrespectful to Tyler Perry. I'm like, yo, so walk me through the writing process. What color Listen. crayon do you write with? What, what crayon color do you grab? So, um, 
we find out the twist of the movie is the whole family is in on it. Right? Oh, the funniest part though, if y'all if y'all want to see something that's hilarious to me, when uh they was like, Mia, where were you? And when she spent the night with Zaya Malloy, and she's like, and her husband was like, be honest. That's what we're doing. And he was like, all right, mom, I lost my job and I'm in rehab. And the mama don't even take a take a beat. She's like, she drove you to do it. So then he said, she's like, I spent the night with Zaya Malloy. Did you fuck him? Yes. <laughs> Oh my god, that little temper tantrum. Let me, sir, if you don't, uh, I ain't talking about nobody acting this whole movie, but you, sir, in that moment, lost all. You lost it all. It was so funny. So I was like, now we're a comedy. Okay. So then, oh, this is how bad this movie was, y'all. The next scene, we see a beach from from the sky. Like, it's a top down scene. I said, I know Tyler Perry don't think this is, uh, uh, Lake Shore, no, Lake Michigan. That's what I was like. I was like, I noticed. No, luckily she was in the DR. This is when she runs into the girl who was supposed to be killed. And this and we play- never see this girl ever. This was again. played so badly. She was like, "You're Heidi. I'm gonna take a picture." And that girl sprayed her in the face, <laughs> and then I was it. And took her phone <laughs> and ran. It was just. It's just like you do. It's like you completed the movie, and it was like, "Well, shit, how we gonna um? How she gonna figure out this girl's alive? She just gonna run into to her randomly in a DR. DR. So then she called her brother in law, like, "Yo, oh, we missed that part, y'all. Her brother in law was the one prosecuting <laughs> Zaire Malloy, and then she was the defense, right? So she calls him and said, "Yo, you got this man going to jail. This woman is alive. I'm talking to the police, but the police aren't help." Uh, don't send your PI guy. I'm gonna send my PI guy. Just come back and be with the family. I said, wait, why would why, you, why, why would I do that? Yes. Why would so I do that? Kelly Rowland doesn't even make sense. Kelly Rowland character goes back with the family, and she's waiting on her husband Cal to show up. And her friend hit her up again, like Mia. I was trying to call you. Check your phone. And this time we don't get to see what was on the phone. But mysteriously, this red room. I was like, was this room always here? She opens it up and sees that her sister-in-law has a painting. And she and then the mom, oh, this bothered me too. So the mom was like, oh my God, the cancer is so bad. Uh, could you help me walk? And she knocks the phone down and then falls and breaks it. And I said, okay, me already got the information. But she don't react to her phone being broken. Like, yo, hey, what you doing? No, no. So then, oh, this, <laughs> this is Tyler Perry doing this. Like, hey, I need y'all to know some shit about to go down. So the brother's like, Mia, have a drink. Mia, you have a drink to drink yet? What's going on? You're too thirsty? Drink your drink. I was like, oh, so you trying to kill her? So you're trying to kill me. You want to poison me is what I'm hearing. Then they tell Charlize to try to stab her. And she's like, no, I can't. And then it, it, it all goes. The funniest is the ending, y'all. So they get to this big old fight scene. She runs out and gets in this truck. The mother-in-law jumps on the truck. I'm trying to figure out how uh, Mia crashed. Because usually when somebody's on the hood, you still got so much visibility up top. Uh, uh-huh. They, they just ignore that. She just crashed into a tree. So then she runs down this street and Cal shows up. No, here's the part. <laughs> Go ahead. The, she was running for two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> the car ride back was 20 minutes. I said, how long? I had to show Sarah the scene last, yesterday. I said, look at this. This doesn't make any sense. So they get in the car. He's like, Mia, calm down. Calm down, Mia. Mia, Mia. Calm. And then she, then it took her too long to realize he's driving back to the house. First of all, Mia, you you say, I'm driving. You take off. You're like, man, he can get to his family. 
she put it on speakerphone because he didn't know how the Bluetooth work and learns that he on the phone with the brother. Like she found out, bring her back here. He said, all right. So she unbuckles his seatbelt when she sees an 18 wheeler come out, coming, runs him into it. And he flies right out the window. Next scene, news reporters are all there. I want to know how she explained every single thing. It's like, oh, this case has been broken wide open. The defense, the blah, blah, blah. So we amazing. never get any update if Charlize is alive. Nope. <laughs> he then, sure didn't. And then Zaire Malir was like, Malloy was like, shout out to Mia. She looked out for me. And then Mia, for some reason, is an incognito. Which camera? Yeah. Which camera? Is this the camera? All right. Shout yeah. out to Mia. Yeah. What? And then I seen somebody get on Facebook and they had stated um, all this commentary on Tyler Perry. Y'all always talking about his movies. Why would you even watch it? Um, it is, and I, I was happy to read the comment because people were like, because people wanted to support Kelly. Yeah. Or you would think that, or you would hope that Tyler Perry has gotten enough criticism that maybe he went a different route, hired some writers. The trailer was actually a very good trailer. It it made me feel like, hey, this might be good. Mm-hmm. And now we're disappointed because you just don't, you really said, fuck us. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And the dude was like, I mean, once you watch, he gets the stream, he gets this anyway. I'm like, that's true, which sucks. But we won't know it's terrible if people don't watch it, right? Yeah, that's the thing too. I was like, y- y'all don't need to watch it. We, we, have, we talk about it. Crack jokes, laugh, move on with our lives. <laughs> I watch a Tyler Perry movie every three or four years, whenever, whenever there's cause for it. Um, other things I don't want to watch them though. No, I don't. I don't. I, uh, I really, I really was. Had this not been Kelly, I was not watching this oh, movie. Oh no, no, we wouldn't have watched that. Um, other th- I always sit here and think like they went to the premiere, like Beyonce sat in the theater to watch this movie. To watch her friend. Y'all wasted Beyonce's two hours. Yep. Yeah. You wasted my two hours. I could have been asleep. Yeah. <laughs> could have got a nice little nap in. Other things people were worried, were upset about was Wendy's when they were trying to introduce surge pricing. Did you see this? No. So in a blog post on Tuesday, the fast food chain explained that its test of new menu with change with prices and changes throughout the day is not meant to cost more for customers. So they were trying to adapt what Lyft and Uber do when the demand is high, you know, the prices are high, higher or whatever. So people had a lot of backlash to this. I wish y'all would have been quiet because let these places help you. If they're going to charge an arm and a leg, we can stop going to these places. We don't need it's tons of fast food options. I get the worry was other fast food options would adopt it, but only if it would have worked. Because a lot right. of people, because me, I told the lady at work, fam, I just would have been on some uh, Twitter threads, whatever app would have been like, hey, right now a double stack is $1.50. Bet. That's when I'll go get it. I know how to uh-huh. save. I got some snacks at the crib. Whenever the prices are cheap, I'm I going. I know how to cook. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, go. And they was like going to invest like $20 million into these menus that were going to change. I don't, here's the thing, though. How was it going to work when I come in? Because uh, that's what would bother me if I would have ordered my food and Right, at, you know, they take a little while, and right after me, I see the prices go. Do I get a price change? I'm like, oh, the right. prices. I haven't got my food yet, though. So is the price change? Because it's and the and there's gonna be the poor workers. Of like, well, no, I can ring you up now. 
I ain't doing nothing that. Whatever. Uh, it said, whoever called it Surge Pricing made the worst marketing mistake you can think of. Call, uh, Juan Castillo, assistant professor of economics at the University of Pennsylvania. Surge Pricing sent the message to everybody that this is mostly about increasing prices. That created a very negative reaction from the public. Yeah, because mm-hmm. nobody knows. When, when is the time it's going to be cheap? Because y'all don't have breakfast all day. So I'm pretty sure the, the breakfast part is going to be expensive most, most likely. It is what it is, man. Uh, what else do I have on my list? Oh, that freak Nick. Did y'all see that freak Nick? I didn't watch the trailer, but I see it's gonna be a Hulu March twenty first. Yeah, March twenty first, uh twenty one Savage, J D. I forgot who else is like doing who's like an executive producer on it. It looked good. It looks, it look good. I'm mad we didn't get this Man, Black I'm, History I'm Month. Man, I know all those people gonna be like, God damn it, I ain't know any of this footage was ever gonna see today. <laughs> uh, Freaknik, <laughs> The Wildest Party Never Told. It's an original documentary on Atlanta's legendary annual HBCU Spring Break phenomenon of the 80s and 90s. Uh, set to make its world premiere at South by Southwest Film Festival, which is this weekend? Or next week? It's coming up. It's probably this week. It won't be on the weekend of the Oscars. Before arriving on Hulu March twenty first, so my friend said that why they didn't put this in Black History Month. That's what I'm saying. We could have <laughs> did this. What are we doing? Um, it, yeah, it looks interesting. It looks interesting. I can't wait to watch it. Definitely talking about that uh, when that hits. Oh, you, you still watching the show? I saw there were some cast additions coming. I am still watching the show, and I was so excited to see Leon was being added. Yeah. Or was added. Yeah. It was Kadeem Hardison, Leon, uh, Brett Gray, and Daniel J. Watts. I don't know the other two. I just know Kadeem Hardison and Leon. Uh, yeah. So they're going to be on the second half of season six, joining Jacob Lattimore, Alex Hibbert, Yolanda Ross, Jamon Brown, Michael V. Epps. There's a lot of people on the show. Luke James. Candy's still on here too. Yep, Lala. Did you see Lala likes to watch her sex scenes to make sure everything looks where it's supposed to be? That's her process. You didn't see this quote? No. But uh, I believe that for Lala. <laughs> I do. I believe that. Let's see. I mean, she got all that work done. She want to make sure it look good. Yeah, I make sure. That makes sense. Makes sense. And what else? Oh, you want to talk about. You want to talk? We forgot about this last week. Um, you want to do Porsche first or Real Housewives of Potomac? Because Porsche did have a wild month and we did not discuss any of, of it. <clears throat> sure, Porsche. So, Porsche. Did we talk about the last Airbender? No. We yes, didn't we watch did. That. We yeah, did. You okay. talked about it. Okay. Uh, Porsche <laughs> joined, uh, re- returned to Real Housewives of Atlanta, got like another side deal with NBC Universal. A week later, there was rumors that her husband is in this country illegally. A week after that, she filed for divorce. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and they said that, um, what did they say? That none of that is going to be on this season. They didn't shoot that. Like, run the cameras back. What are we doing? Uh, it shouldn't be that hard. Are you surprised that she filed for So, the- wait, they were shooting her this whole time and I, pretending like they wasn't? I guess. I thought they were just about to start shooting. I thought so too. Like, because I said that because Andy said uh, he didn't like, he didn't know where her storyline was going, but obviously this would be a part of her 
storyline because it's happening to her. Yeah. Um. Apparently that she's taking his uh, took his last name off her social media. I don't know how to pronounce it. Gubada, Gubadia, Gubadia. Um. And this whole thing about him not even being in this country legally. The, can she do a who the fuck did I marry? Can she do one of these two now or? She wants At to- first, I was like, oh, maybe she's trying to get this divorce because she, like, hurry up and let me break ties because I don't want them coming for my money for whatever you got going on. Yeah. But I felt like just two days ago, y'all was really deeply in love. So. <laughs> yes. So, I didn't know there was a 17-year difference between them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He won't stop loving Portia until the divorce is final. How'd that work? <laughs> I was like, and he used to right go here. back to like 1985 or some shit though. Like my man's was on like a travel visa or something. Yeah. You know them things expire after like a f- maybe a year or something like that. And my man's was like, "Hey, I don't want to go back." I think he went home for a little bit and then came back here under a different name or something like that. Yeah, it was all and sorts of rumors. Got another like resident visa whatever you call these things and i don't know they just kept trying to kick him out he kept trying to find a way to come back i can't keep up uh yeah so good luck with all that well, well i know it's gonna be it's gonna mention the reunion speaking of reunions i guess we could start backwards giselle lost her seat what happened <laughs> <laughs> What <laughs> I just really love talking to you because that was so like girlfriend of you. Like Giselle lost her seat, child. What happened? She lost she, she used to sit right next to Andy. All all what season is this? Eight all seven seasons. Apparently these seats is a big thing now. I didn't know that. I thought it was I, just more like keeping them separate, not like the seating arrangement like who close to who so i was always under the impression that whoever had the biggest story of the season they get the top two seats i hadn't really thought about karen and giselle never being seated anywhere else yeah like i never really thought about that because they are usually up there in the front I just maybe that's because on Atlanta it maneuvers a little bit more. Like whoever was, you know, who got the biggest stuff, they are the front two people, and then so forth. And then it goes out based on storylines. Like if you had the minimum amount of story, you would be the furthest on the couch. Yeah, I had never paid attention that Giselle and Karen didn't move. Yeah, <laughs> everybody else might have played musical chairs, but I ain't never paid attention. They just didn't move. So to me, they said, "Hey, Giselle." Get your shit together, sis, because you ain't gave us shit this season. Yeah, that, that's, that's just the wake-up call. So for those who haven't seen it, uh, to the right of Andy, Karen, then Giselle, then Robin, and Neca. To the left, it is uh, – actually, from what are looking, his, his, his left is Karen, what I said. His right is uh, Mia, Candace, Wendy, and Ashley. So <sighs> – I was surprised. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, right, because NECA couldn't sit on that couch. I would say Ashley should be on the other couch with her crew, but they couldn't put NECA on the couch with Wendy. That wasn't going to make sense. No, no, no. And so we got, what, day one and day two in the DR? All right, I feel like here's the thing we should talk about. 
Giselle, during dinner, speaking about her daughter graduating and her emotions sending her off to FAMU in Florida due to the social political climate in Florida. Wendy's and Candace reaction to that. You know what? I don't think one day reaction has anything to do with their, her daughter. Grace. Okay. Let's start there. I think their reaction was too specifically to Giselle to be like, bitch, get the fuck out of here. We don't hear that. We don't believe that's what you're really emotional about. You're just trying to say something to sound smarter than what you are or to plead some case or to, now I ain't heard not them, them say not one of these things, but that's when I, cause the, you know how you be like, you talk or you have a friend, you be like, you just give your friends a look. Yeah, like, girl, yeah. why is she trying? She trying. Look at her. <laughs> look at her. She could, like, that was the face I was getting. Was getting Y'all know damn well that girls was not giving no face for Grace. Yeah, it was. It, I, I believe that too. I don't think they have it. And Wendy did chime in, was saying like she wouldn't send her sons to Florida because of how, how it is. It was, To me, it was refreshing that they even talk about it because we watch, whether it's um, the Real Housewives franchises, or the love of hip hop, especially specifically Miami in this case, they never talk about the schooling. And a lot yeah. of people have kids. I and mean, we learned that last episode that Portia kids, not Portia, sorry, Princess Love kids and Ray, they still go to school in California. So that's probably why they don't talk about Florida. But like new babies with Shay and Amara, you would think, are y'all going to private school them? Are y'all going to do this? Blah, blah, blah. The other thing was the reaction to the crowning of the new grand dame or the grand dame of three, five, eight, whatever. It was a dip in zip code. It was Candace and them was really in their feelings about this, about this is ridiculous. What are you doing? I was like, is this a real thing? Is this a real title? I mean, Karen I took it in stride. I think more upset because this is stupid and yeah, you're purposely I, I'm, trying I'm, to do some shit to Karen for absolutely no reason. Yes. Speaking of Karen, do you think Mia has some news? <laughs> Or she just talking because she's like, that's why I haven't shared the whole story because I know more. And do you want to go there? I don't know because Mia be lying sometimes and it's hard to tell. <clears throat> I think Mia is good for reality TV though. She Listen, the fact that <clears throat> Mia got that seat over Giselle. So Carlos King said at one point that he felt like Mia was about to, prior to this seat in Charlie, like he said it's probably at the start of the season, like Mia is on her way to be like, the top reality, like the top girl on that show, like outside of like Karen or whatever, like yeah. Mia's on her way. And so when the news dropped about the seat and today, he does another video about it. He was like, what I tell y'all mm-hmm. that Mia was going to be, he was like, because once she good for TV, she is. she's a pretty girl. She knows how to, you know, get the stuff moving. She, if I'm being honest, she asked all the right questions this season. Mia was in her bag this season. Yeah. And then if, for those who didn't watch it, there's a scene where her and Karen have this back and forth. The next day, there's a breakfast. Mia coming like, well, would you like your grace? Let me bow down to you. And that's good television. That is just like, oh, well, I'll placate now since you I, you put me in my place. That's good television right there. I was like, Mia oh. was in. I was like, I ain't going to hold you. Mia, because when, the when they came out, they were making a big thing about seating charts. Like I said, I hadn't even noticed that they, them two never moved. And then I was like, huh, Mia. And I thought about it. I was like, Mia has been in her bag this season. I thought that me just not again i realized they didn't go to that move i thought it was gonna be wendy and neca sitting at the top because they got the most beef yeah or it was gonna be candace and robin because they had they big they big thing going on all season i was not thinking mia 
I wasn't either. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm wondering if something else is going to happen in the however many episodes we got left between Karen and Mia, or Karen and any, I mean, Mia, anybody else. I don't think she don't have to be with anybody else, but. Um, I'm, I hate the forced games. I do think that these women are in their bag. And I, I think Andy wishes that they had a Warner brother instead of universal contract. Cause universal out of the big networks doesn't have a premium channel. Like Paramount has Showtime. Uh, Warner brothers has HBO. I feel like he'd be like, if I had a premium channel, the things we could talk and discuss about. So they oh, have this yeah. little sex, sex questions. When well, they're having fun, they have fun together. Like, they when do. y'all put y'all patio aside, it is a good time watching y'all. And I'ma say it. I enjoy when Candace and Ashley can get along. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. do. Yeah. They chip a deal to me. Oh Yeah, and I feel like they I think that they are at a place now where they're like, We're good frenemies. Like we don't hate yeah, each other for real. When what Ashley was like, Hey, I'm talking to my confidence coach it wasn't a life coach it was like a confidence coach and she told me i gotta write a song and i've been working on it it's candace who hands her the butter knife like yes. it was the little song. which i thought was hilarious she's like here's your mic. rewind yes i think it's funny that candace handed her the butter knife yeah. right to rewind and think back to the fact that candace threw a butter knife at her a couple of seasons ago yeah, and it was, was a big deal. She gave us a little first taste of healing and thriving. She was, <laughs> and she sound nice. Yeah, she does sound. I mean, good. we, I mean, we knew um, Ashley could sing some notes. She might not be as strong as Candace is vocally, but we knew she could always sing a little bit. Um, and even even Candace's fun shade was like she came out in this little costume, but she looked good and like she. <laughs> um. Back to the sex game. Any of these revelations shock you that Juan has a cuckold fantasy, Wendy and Eddie are anal enthusiasts, or Karen with all these damn wet dreams? Probably about her Karen trainer. just be talking. Karen <laughs> just be talking. I'm like, you do know you be sounding cuckoo sometimes, Yo, right? Somebody Dave? said the fact that Juan wants robin to be with somebody else is probably the fact that he just another reason he wants her to be left alone he wants her to be left like leave me alone just go ask like somebody else that's cool I'm, I'm good with that um anything else that stuck out in this episode oh the um, what's the old girl name uh kiana is that how you pronounce kiana, it yeah i believe so she called out candace and wendy for leaving her <laughs> not checking in on her while she was sick and they took accountability for it and moved right the fuck along I was like look at grown women being grown women um yeah that was about it it's an interesting episode I don't I can even remember I, I like how they did their little photo shoot Oh, um, that was taking photos can we, can we talk other? about that real quick though cause Robin was doing a good job of giving everybody the itinerary and then said yo where when um Martha Stewart had her photo shoot it was right here so I figured we should do it. I forgot who said. Did you? So do we have a photographer? Oh, I think we could use our phones. We all and I phones. Said, oh, a photographer would have been dope, though. I, I mean, they they it made it been. work. But I'm like, that'd have been cold if y'all grabbed a photographer. I'm, I'm surprised. Usually at those resorts, there's somebody taking pictures. Yeah, you could have grabbed somebody. Like, yo, here, we'll do it. All right, that is it from me. Um, next weekend is the Oscars, so I have two more hours on. Killing the Flowers of Flower, Killing the Flower Moon. I forgot what it's called. Interesting ass movie. That's the one with Leonardo DiCaprio, Native Americans. Um, I finished American Fiction, Book of Clarence. I'm just gonna save all that for next week. 
So uh, discuss what I think should win. And I still got to watch Poor Things. That's the one I got to watch. I, I probably should have heard none of these damn movies. Yo, this is the first time I've been doing stuff like this. I was like, man, I'll never be. Th- th- these movies come and go, and I just hear about them when Oscars hit. I'm like, oh, okay. I'll, ch- I'll check it out. So I will, we'll, I'll get into my Oscar bag next weekend because the Oscars is next weekend. Who the host? Jimmy Kimmel? Is Jimmy Kimmel the host? I think. Uh, Who's hosting the Oscars? Who is hosting the Oscars? Boom, 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 boom. Uh, the Independent has, I think it's Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, Jimmy. Returning to the host and Molly McNerney returning as executive producer. Good for you, Molly. I don't know you, but okay. All right, that is the episode. You can tweet me at one and only. You can tweet Shell. Yeah, Shell. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on the Snappity Chat at I'm Ms with the Z Shell. Make sure you follow the website 1515F. Check it out the podcast. Break, review, subscribe. Support on Patreon. Until next time, guys. I say peace. She says bye.